Um, these services uh, that we're doing uh, for, for youth-led services, I thought it would be really cool. Well, I did. Maybe, you know, no one else did. Uh, I thought it would be really cool to actually get one of the young people back who used to come here to the church, see what God's been doing in your life and how he has led you through uh, some interesting times. Um, so that's what we're kind of going to do this evening. For those of you who don't know who Hannah is, uh, my first question really is to Hannah. Oh, hello, Illuminati. Uh, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. So who are you? Who am I? Hello. Um, I do recognise quite a few faces here, which is really nice. Um, my name's Hannah, as Gary said. Um, I... Um, yeah, he used to come to this church. My parents still come to this church. So I've been here since I was um, born, I think. I don't remember, but apparently it's true. Knitted together um, in your mother's yeah, womb. Yeah, as such. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I went to Sunday school here and I went to youth group. Gary was my youth pastor. Um, still looks the same as you ever did. Not, not aged a bit. Well, oh, thanks. <laughs> um, Hang on. How much have I got? Yeah, 10 or 2. Yeah, and then when I was 18, um, I left, um, yeah, to go to Big Bad London um, for university. Um, yeah, and that's where it all began. Okay. <laughs> as such, yes. So you went off from here, obviously, as, as many young people do. They yeah. go off to university. Some stay, and uh, really cool. It's in, really interesting how, as youth workers, we, we have to lose uh, some, or bless, I should really say, bless others. And I think Hannah uh, has blessed. Uh, now, it started off at Holy Trinity Brompton, is that right? So what happened yeah. university-wise, because you're going off to the big, bad London, yeah. and then it changed? Yeah, it was, was big, and it was very bad. Um, <laughs> I love London. But, um, yeah, I went to university, went to King's College London um, to study German and a little bit of French and a little bit of Spanish. Um, but I absolutely hated it. Um, got there my first year, um, met some really good people, the course was okay, um, but I just, I don't know, something about it, I was just so miserable, um, and I struggled a lot in my first year with um, an eating disorder, which uh, that combined with hating university is quite a combination of uh, difficulties, um, and I just had a miserable time, but I always thought I'd go to uni, everyone at my school went to uni, um, it was just what you did. And so I thought, well, I'm, I'm hating this, but I've just got to stick at it. So I got through first year, um, lying to my parents when I came home. They're like, how is that? I was like, yeah, uni, <laughs> uni. Um, but after the summer of first year, um, I went back to London. I thought, surely it, it can't get any worse after first year. Like, we're on the up now, three years left. I'll just smash through, it'll be fine. Um, and it was even worse. I was just so miserable I just absolutely hated it I um, was doing okay in my studies was wasn't failing was doing doing all right but I was just really not happy and something in me just felt like this is not the right thing <laughs> and I, I didn't know if I could get through the next year let alone two more after that um, so I had yeah I didn't really know what to do <laughs> because I had to finish uni like you started you have to finish it surely um, and I cried a lot and I cried out to God a lot during that time um, yeah really saying why why am I so miserable everyone else seems to be enjoying it um, when I spoke to friends from different unis they were loving it they were having the best time um, yeah just really enjoying it and I just didn't um, and I remember one particular time I was going to um, as Gary said Holy Trinity Brompton a church up in London 
and we went on this um, student weekend away. Um, and I was sat there during one of the worship times and just praying to God, saying, God, I'm so miserable. You've, you've got to change something. <laughs> like, I don't know what, but just make me feel better about this. Praying, I really enjoy my course, make me enjoy London. Um, and as I was praying, I really felt... Um, they were talking from the book of Luke, the bit where Jesus calls his disciples, and they say, um, Jesus says, drop everything and follow me. And I felt God say that to me, and I was like, I have no idea what that means. Um, but it, I just couldn't, I couldn't shake it. Um, and I kind of ignored it for a little bit, because that's what I tend to do when God says something kind of weird and scary, you just kind of put it to the back burner. Um, Maybe that's just me. No, there was a, a few giggles. I don't think that's just me. Um, but it kept nagging at me. I was like, drop everything and follow me. What could that mean for me? Um, and the long and short of it is I dropped out of university. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I decided to, in about November of my second year, um, so first term, second year, um, just a bit of a wild thought. I thought, I'm just, I'm going to leave. I don't know what I'll do. I, I don't know, yeah, what will happen, but maybe that's an option. And as soon as I thought that, I felt so peaceful, like the kind of peace you shouldn't feel when you've just decided to drop out of university. <laughs> and I thought, okay, maybe let's give this a go. And, um, yeah, I spoke to my university at first, and they said, oh, that's a really stupid idea, Hannah. Um, and they sent me to a... Um, a psychiatrist actually because they thought I might have been having a breakdown I wasn't um, and trying to explain to a, a psychiatrist why you felt like God maybe had a different plan for you um, really didn't work in my favour I think that's a few more ticks on the boxes but um, <laughs> I spoke to the guidance counsellor at uni as well um, and she said oh well without a degree you're, you're never going to get a job and she said well what, what do you think you want to do um, I had absolutely no idea, but I had to say something, so I lied. I was like, oh, I'd love to work for a charity. She was like, Hannah, you will never get a job in the charity sector without a degree um, because you, it's so hard to get and you just, you just won't. So if that's something you want to do, stick at your course. Otherwise, drop out and see what happens. Um, but the more I prayed about it, the more peaceful I felt. And, yeah, it's, it's weird looking back because... It's not the kind of thing I'd do, <laughs> drop out of uni. I was such a goody two-shoes. It was embarrassing. I just wouldn't have done that. Um, <laughs> Ruth's laughing. She knows it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I felt so peaceful. I felt it was the right thing for my well-being. And I thought maybe God had a different plan. Um, yeah, so I came back at Christmas and dropped the bombshell with my parents, who were actually, to their credit, really chilled about it. Um, and kind of said, just go back, like, see how you're feeling when you go back, um, which I didn't obviously go back. Um, yeah, should I carry on or have you got? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, well, you, you know, you said that you ended up at Holy Trinity Brompton, yeah. so um, a big church yeah, in, in London, yeah. you know, a pioneer of the Alpha course, etc., etc., and, and I know it's got a great student work there as well, so yeah. what what happened then from there on in? You yeah. know, you've dropped out of university, that's it. What do I do now, God? <laughs> yeah. What was the next thing? So I came back after Christmas. Um, I went back to London and my parents basically said, you've got like a month or two, we'll help you out a little bit. Um, bit, of, bit of rent. But then after that, if it doesn't work out, if you've not got a job, if you've not sorted stuff out, it's, it's coming back to Essex. 
um, which was the, the worst idea could, I could have ever imagined. <laughs> yeah, I've just made some enemies here, sorry. Um, and I got to London, and um, the student pastors at HCB knew that I dropped out, and they were kind of really supportive, um, and they were praying with me and um, praying for me as I job hunted. Um, and they actually offered me a job with their student ministry. Um, so I job hunted for two weeks and managed to find a job, which is, uh, yeah, definitely God, because if you've ever tried to find a job without a degree, um, without anything really, that's quite hard to do. Um, so that was, a yeah, just an incredible opportunity. Um, and so it was to work for the student ministry there. Um, and I, yeah, joined, joined that. Um, and at this point, I was still not really sure what I wanted to do. I didn't think I wanted to work for a church. I didn't think that would really work with me. I, I didn't have many plans, but that was definitely not on the agenda. Um, but, yeah, they kind of threw me in the deep end. Um, and I ended up um, preaching a little bit and um, leading some student groups and doing some hospital visiting and some prison visiting and things that I never, ever could have imagined I'd do. Never thought I was able to do, capable of doing. Um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> it was fun. That's it was good. Fun. <laughs> so that was Holy Trinity Brompton. Yeah. And you're not there working anymore. No. Do, you, do you still worship there? Or? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so still But you've, you've moved on from working there. So yeah. what is it you're doing so now I work for a charity, um, which apparently is impossible to do without a degree, but <laughs> um, my, yeah, my payslip says otherwise. Um, yeah, I work for Tear Fund, um, which is a Christian relief and development charity, um, and we work all over the world, um, kind of in some of the poorest um, countries, and we uh, help in emergencies, in natural disasters, um, and also development work, so helping uh, through the local church um, to help communities to become kind of self-sufficient and um, resilient to whatever life throws at them. Um, so I work in HR, which is the, the glamorous part of a charity, um, but someone's got to do it. That is awesome. <laughs> that is really good to hear. You know, God does move in mysterious ways. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> got a number of other questions as well. You've kind of alluded to them a little bit, which is good, but one of the things that can you give examples of how you saw God leading you? Um, even when you had loads of questions. You have kind of said that yeah. a little bit, but is there anything specific that you can just go, that was it? Yeah. It's funny looking back with hindsight of things like this. It's a lot easier to see God leading you, and it's a lot easier to see how things have kind of worked out. And it would be easy to kind of throw them aside and like, oh, it's just coincidence, or it's just, oh, it's just fate, it's just what happens. But I'd, I think I'd rather live thinking most things were God <laughs> than not. Um, and I think in terms of how he's led me, um, there, there was a lot of praying, which really helps. <laughs> um, and a lot of other people speaking into my situation. Um, and you have to take everything with a pinch of salt because people love giving advice. Um, but other people can be really helpful when you're trying to make big decisions, trying to figure out where the right path is. Um, yeah, get some good friends around you, um, people you trust, people who are wise, um, and people that have got your best intentions and know God, <laughs> know who he is, and can, can tell you who he is, even if you're kind of forgetful of that. Um, and I often get asked when um, 
I speak about, oh, how did you know that God wanted you to leave uni? How did you know that um, you should drop out? Um, and I, I do believe it was the right thing. I do believe that um, me not going to uni and not finishing uni was a good thing for the next few steps that have happened in my life. But I also think it's really easy to get caught up in um, what, what's your calling, what's God calling you to do, and to really focus on that. And I think there's a bit of a trend, I, I hear it a lot in churches, of um, preaching about finding your calling, and it's all about calling. But I guess what I've learned a little bit is that it's a way less about figuring out your calling and way more about just following Jesus. Mm. And that sounds really obvious, but you can follow Jesus doing anything. <laughs> I, I could have followed Jesus if I'd stayed at uni and be miserable. I could have done that. I could have followed Jesus if I'd dropped out of uni and come back to Essex. I, I could have followed Jesus anywhere. That's not dependent on, on circumstances and on kind of what we're in at the moment. It, it can be anything. And I guess to the young people who are maybe deciding, should I go to uni, should I not go to uni? Um, there'll be a lot of pressure to do one thing or another um, and definitely think about it and listen to your parents and listen to, to lots of people. But at the end of the day, whatever decision you make, God is with you and God will love you and God will use you. And yeah, I think that's something I've learned that whatever decisions I make, they're not irrelevant, but they're way less important than what God is about, which is really comforting. That's really good. Thank you for, for sharing that. Um, it's, it's not easy to, to say, yeah, God is leading me in, in whatever I'm doing. Mm. You know, we do look for those bigger picture things and, and sometimes forget actually God wants us to, you know, navigate a, a path that's his path instead of our big picture things sometimes. Um, one of the questions, you've, you've, you've alluded to it again a little bit, but what uh, the question was, what things have you done for God that you never dreamed could happen? Mm. Um, I, I think when this. I, yeah, this, <laughs> this is, what, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, when I, when I first heard that someone said to me, did you know Hannah was now speaking at Holy Trinity Brompton? I was just like, what, Hannah? <laughs> Hannah Neal? What? Quiet Hannah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, just a bit of background that Gary's not being rude. It's actually true. Um, when when I was younger and still a bit now, I was so shy, like painfully shy. Um, I remember actually the first time I ever raised my head in worship. So not not raising your hands, but like actually just looking up during a time of worship was when I was about twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Before that, I would like head to the floor, didn't want to look at anyone, didn't just so scared of everything and anything. Um, especially in a church context, even more so, I think, in a church context. Um, so, I, yeah, it's the fact that I'm sitting here speaking to a large group of people is still petrifying, but if you'd told me this 10 years ago, I, I would have cried for a long time. <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, we'd have been dealing with I was, yeah. <laughs> pastorally, um, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's... I found it funny that the things I thought were the, the worst parts of me, the fact that I was so shy and that I hated talking, that I, I wanted to be invisible and I was really, really good at it. Um, God's actually taken those parts and is using me through those parts. It's the, the bits that were my weakest and the bits that I wanted to hide away from everyone. God's actually been like, no, <laughs> you don't like speaking. I'm going to ask if you can speak speak if you can have a microphone attached to you so everyone can hear you speak <laughs> um and that yeah that's that's really cool that whatever the worst bits of you are nothing's 
too bad for God to yeah. use. And it's often those bits he does because that kind of gives him more glory, <laughs> I think, to, yeah, I guess for you to see me speaking is a bit bizarre. <laughs> it is, but, but there's, a lot of, there's a lot of pride. You know, it's, it's really encouraging. Um, you know, you guys that are here for all of us, you know, I don't think, you know, um, you would be here unless as God has, has led you and called you. You know, certainly from your, your peer group that are here as well, you're a bunch of noisy girls, let's put it that way. Um, but, yeah, I know that some of the struggles you all have had and, and you know, for, for a lot of us out there as well, we find it's easier just to, to sit in the background and just let life go on. But, you know, when God is saying, no, I have a plan and a purpose for you, this is the example. And it does actually, as youth leaders, we were quite proud and, and as a church, I think we're proud of, of what you've done, as all, all of us do. But, uh, no, it is exciting. Um, you mentioned a, a passage of scripture in there from Luke. And, you know, one of the things I like asking is there are any specific passages of scripture that you know, bang, yeah, I remember that one, bang, I can remember that one that God just led. I don't know if there, <laughs> there are any yeah. that, that just to encourage us and inspire us as well. Um, yeah. But it's not just Hannah's good ideas, no. but this is, this is God leading you as yeah. well. So. Um. Yeah, there's there's a few that I can remember off the top of my head. Um, I have prepped for this. I'm not particularly holy. Um, <laughs> there's my, one of my favourite books in the Bible is Ecclesiastes, um, and it's a bit of an odd one because it's quite existential, quite like what is life? Does life mean anything? I don't know. Probably not. Maybe. Um, which that's kind of been my life for the last few years. So I, I really enjoy that as a book. Um, but there's a bit right at the end of Ecclesiastes in Ecclesiastes 12. Um, and the writer has been going on about, um, oh, the, the, the teacher kind of um, speaks loads of wise things and they're really good, but we need to be careful that we don't just get caught up in speaking loads of, reading loads of books, getting loads of knowledge. Um, and he ends it with kind of, so what's it all about? What's, what is life all about? Is it really meaningless? Um, and I, I love um, the turn of phrase in the next bit, it's particularly in the message. Um, he basically goes, so, so what's it about? And he says, fear God and do what he tells you. And, that, like, and that's it. That sums it up. Fear God. Be in awe of God. Mm. Constantly aware of him. Constantly amazed by him. And do what he tells you. <laughs> love him with all your heart and love your neighbour as yourself. Like, I love the simplicity of that. Just fear God and do what he tells you. Mm. Um, and leading on from that, there's a bit in Romans. Um, I'm actually going to read it out because it's a little bit longer. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but when people say, do what God tells you, it's really easy to think, well, what is, what is he telling me to do? Um, what, what is love? Like, loving people, what does that actually look like? Um, and in, in Romans 12, um, there's a bit that's... the topic of it is love in action and it says this it says love must be sincere hate what is evil cling to what is good be devoted to one another in love honor one another above yourselves never be lacking in zeal but keep your spiritual fervor serving the lord be joyful in hope patient in affliction faithful in prayer Mm. share with people who are in need practice hospitality bless those who persecute you bless and do not curse Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Don't be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Don't be conceited and don't repay repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful what to do is right in the eyes of everyone. 
If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Mm. And I think that's a really practical way of what, what should I do? How, how should I live my life? I'd practice hospitality. <laughs> that, like, I could do that tomorrow if, if I chose to. Um, yeah, and that's really helped me when, especially with the, the big picture things, what, what's my calling? Where's God leading me? What should I do? I start with that. I, I try to. Um, and then from there... We'll see what happens. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Thank you. And I think Christianity isn't rocket science. It's actually quite simple when we actually read what what it says in there. It's interesting that you use that passage because I know um, we've been looking at uh, how to be an effective church, uh, effective in our own lives, etc. And and I know that Ian used uh, Romans 12 as part of that. Do not repay evil for evil. You know, it's just like we're we're set apart. We are set apart. We're set apart to be holy. And uh, no, thank you, thank you for sharing that. It's, you know, it's not that it's not like right litmus test. Okay, fantastic. You've passed all of the scripture tests. Now <laughs> you can carry on. Uh, that's not what it's about. Just it's inspiring for us um, to know that you know scriptures are, are there for us to be inspired by uh, and, and and led in our lives. Um, one of the questions, my favourite question, I had this at about six o'clock in the morning one morning. And I was kind of rolling this around in my head. Some of the questions. <laughs> And I thought, oh, if Hannah could look at herself in the youth group, looking back now, what advice would you give to a younger Hannah Neal who's still in the youth group? Oh, <laughs> Knowing what you much. know now, where you are at now, what would you say to that, Hannah? <laughs> wow. Um, Don't beat yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to. Um, I'd probably tell her that um, the acne will fade. That, that does end which would be good to know because that was a bane of my life. Um, but on a slightly more serious note, I think um, one kind of constant theme for the last few years that I wish I'd got a bit more in my head when I was younger um, is about hope. Because um, mm. I think like the world's tough, life's tough, bad things happen all the time, good things happen, things happen. Um, but hope's something that... Um, never ever fades and it's something you can always hold on to and something that I think holds on to you I think I think hope as Jesus um isn't just about us clinging on to him it's actually about the fact that he's got us um and I think yeah to really be like it's going to be okay <laughs> um it's not always going to be okay but it, there'll be points and if you can stay hopeful um you will make it through um but that doesn't mean that life won't be hard. Mm. I think we often think hope um, is quite a fluffy kind of, oh, hope for the best, um, kind of a wishy-washy thing. But hope, true hope's got some grit and it can survive through the worst times and the best times. It can survive through anything. Um, yeah, and I think I'd, I'd tell her to, to hold on to that mm. a, little bit, a little bit harder. Um, yeah. Cool. She probably wouldn't listen to a word I was no, saying. No, sitting there. <laughs> I would have had my head down. Yeah, <laughs> not listening. Okay, that's great. Um, obviously, we've got a number of young people here, and and a lot of older people as well. But um, specifically, just for our young people, um, is there any advice, any final advice you'd give to any of our young people that that know Jesus? They're part of this youth group at church. There's a lot of them thinking about mops coming up. There's coursework up here. 
Um, you know, we've, there's a large youth work here trying to find their place in church, in school, in the world. What well, you know, nothing major. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to them? <laughs> um, I think you'll get a lot of advice all through your life. Um, I don't think it stops as you get older. People often have advice for you um, and listen to the good bits and ignore the bad bits. Um, I think there's a a verse that says nothing is impossible for God um, and never forget that because it's so true. God can do anything. He can do way more than you ever could imagine. Um, But that doesn't have to put pressure on you to do everything. And I think often when people say, oh, nothing's impossible for God, and they say you you could do great things for God, you can feel... When, especially when you're a bit younger, you can feel so scared. You're like, how am I ever going to do great things for God? Like, I can't even decide what I'm wearing in the morning, let alone getting up and doing great things for God. Um, but you will if you follow him and if you trust him and if you put your hope in him, you will do great things. And I think, as, as Roman says, loving people, being selfless is the greatest legacy you could ever leave on this earth. And I think... Standing on a stage speaking is one thing, but loving your neighbour, loving your friends, mm. being a good friend, being a, a good husband, wife, mother, father in the future, that's the greatest thing you can do. And I think never underestimate relationships. Um, put time and effort into your relationship with God and put time and effort into your relationship with people because um, ultimately that's what matters. Um, and, yeah, good luck. <laughs> It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Oh, be Brilliant. Right. Um, what's the future for Hannah? I noticed a little bit of bling on the finger as well. A little bit of, a little bit of something, something. Got engaged, which is petrifying, yeah. um, but brilliant. Kind of 50-50, on a bad day. Um, yeah, my fiancé is here tonight. Um, yeah, so getting married in June this year. Um, Ah, it still feels weird to say that out loud, yeah, but very excited. Um, yeah, and we'll see what happens after that, really. Mm. Um, yeah, I still... It's funny that I feel like I've been through kind of dropping out of uni, working at HQB, working at Tier Fund. Um, I still have absolutely no idea what I want to do with my life, what, what I want to do when I grow up. Um, <laughs> which, yeah, is both petrifying and exciting in equal measure. Um, but if I've learned anything from the last five or six years is that it, something will happen. Mm. <laughs> I, I'll make a choice. God will lead me. And between that, we'll, we'll find something to do. So, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Should we give Hannah a round of applause? <laughs> I've been inspired, and I know... Uh, many of us uh, have here as well and it's really good to hear your story I'd like to pray for you uh, if that's okay so let's just uh, pray for Anna shall we Father God I want to thank you for hearing the exciting news uh, that's been going on in Hannah's life Father we thank you that we can see evidence of you leading her in every decision she's made even when it's really difficult and really hard and it seems painful at the time we thank you Father that you have shown her hope uh, you've given her hope uh, Father, you have set her amongst a, a group of people that can greatly love her and cherish her and nur- nurture her, Father. And you have brought a young man into her life 
that they're going to have this fantastic wedding in June. And Father, we pray your blessing upon that in Jesus' name. And uh, Father, we pray that it will be a good day and we'll be lots of pictures on Facebook that we could look at. Um, <laughs> uh, Lord, I pray as well for a work at Tear Fund. I thank you, Father, for this awesome organisation. And Lord, again, to be working for this charity as was on her heart originally. Uh, Father, we thank you and we pray your blessing, your peace upon her, Father, and uh, that, that you would use her mightily uh, to share the good news of Jesus with whomever she comes across. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Hannah. We're going to worship uh, to kind of finish. So if I can invite the guys up, that would be cool. Uh, if you do get a chance, I was going to do some Q&A with Hannah, but we're we're moving on a little bit in time. So if you want to ask Hannah a question afterwards, then please grab her and have a chat. I'm sure she'd be up for that. Great. Over to you, Callum.